edition of TBI Expert View. This episode is a little bit different to the ones we've been running in the current series, as Lisa Dowling was recently invited to speak at the fourth annual tax summit. She covered fascinating insights into the ever evolving world of continuous transaction controls. We hope you enjoy it. everyone I'm going to talk today about continuous transaction controls and what they are and I'm going to bring it really back to the basics uh, to give a background and an understanding to where we're going from a digitalization point of view in relation to VAT compliance um, just well done to Avalara great presentation uh, speaking about continuous compliance and now I'm speaking about continuous transaction controls but I just think it you know it drives home that it's such a topical kind of a discussion at the moment that everybody is having and everybody's looking to Europe to see what's going on in Europe and what's going to happen next from a, a continuous transaction control point of view and what that really means. So let me just dive into the agenda um, because I'm conscious of time as well. Um, I'm going to cover CTCs, the meaning and the overview. I'm going to look at country specific approaches, just current approaches and what's coming in the future. Um, what's next? So this really will be my opinion. I, I know that Kid gave a great uh, kind of strategic opinion of what was coming down the line. And I'll give my opinion based on the experiences that we have in, in Taxback International. And then just some general considerations then for businesses. So let's just dive right into the, the meaning and the overview when we talk about CTCs, because it really is a new, new-ish terminology we have. Uh, you know, continuous transaction controls, we have digital reporting requirements, D or or. So these are kind of new um, terminology that's, you know, explaining the same thing. It's still explaining e-invoicing, it's still explaining e-reporting and that kind of general move towards these kind of new reporting levels uh, throughout Europe. So I'm going to look at number one, mandatory real-time invoicing reporting and validation by the tax authorities through e-invoicing. And then e-reporting of transactional data uh, to the tax authorities. So both these forms of CTCs allow tax authorities to collect data on business transactions directly from the business management systems, as we all know, in real time, near real time, periodically or on demand. So we have seen that rollout in Italy of mandatory B2B e-invoicing. We have seen SII uh, in Spain, which is real-time reporting of transactional data, sales and purchase transactions. Uh, we have seen Hungary RTIR, which is the immediate reporting of sales invoice data. And why are we seeing these kind of rollouts? So the CTCs are just another tool in the fight against fraud and the reduction in the VAT gap. So we hear this all the time, but they do offer control, uh, control for the authorities and control for the business once they are implemented. Real-time visibility, again, real-time visibility to the tax office, so there's a benefit there. Real-time visibility to uh, business as well, even though we have this headache of implementation and lack of harmonization. We are utilizing automation and technology. It's unavoidable. We have to move with the times. There's definitely a cost saving once the implementation has happened and things are up and running. And, you know, there is that headache initially, but the cost saving is there. It's so much, especially when we talk about e-invoicing, um, it's a lot cheaper to issue an e-invoice as opposed to a manual invoice and, and operate that manual process. So this is just, uh, it's quite an explainer kind of a slide. So e-invoicing versus e-reporting, what are we talking about? So electronic invoicing refers to the process of issuing and receiving invoices electronically through electronic data interchange or XML formats 
validated by the tax office. So that gives you your clearance model, the validation by the tax office. Then electronic reporting is that reporting model, and it refers to the electronic exchange of tax relevant data with the tax authorities on a transactional level in real time, near real time, periodic or on demand. We'll just look then at what's happening uh, throughout Europe. I, I stuck in a bit on Norway as well, but throughout Europe, uh, just in the current situation and coming down the line. So at the moment, we know that we have e-invoicing was introduced, mandatory B2B e-invoicing was introduced in Italy. In Poland, there's an announcement that we'll have B2B uh, mandatory e-invoicing from 2023. Likewise, in France from 2024 and, you know, Spain and other countries, there's consultations going on at the moment regarding the rollout of mandatory B2B e-invoicing. Then with e-reporting, we have that uh, near real-time e-reporting of sales and purchases data in Spain, SII. We have real-time e-reporting of sales invoice data in Hungary, RTIR. We have periodic SAFT reporting, which is transactions and aggregate totals in place of the original VAT return, the JPK VAT files. In Norway, just this year, uh, we had periodic SAFT reporting of aggregate totals again and repla it replaced the original VAT return format. And Romania, we're seeing SAFT reporting in place of the VAT return for larger taxpayers at the moment from 2022, but expecting that kind of phased rollout. And then we have SAFT in its truest form, SAFT on demand. We've had it um, in various countries throughout Europe, including France, Austria, Luxembourg, Lithuania, and Portugal. And that's the true form of SAFT, uh, you know, the concept introduced by the OECD. It's holding your VAT data in a prescribed format um, for, you know, transmission to the tax office in the event of an audit, so on demand. So these are the different forms that we have. Just to look at it in a bit more detail, country specifics that we're seeing at the moment, we know that we have e-invoicing in Italy from the 1st of January 2020, sorry, 2019. The scope was limited to local businesses and foreign businesses with um, an Italian establishment. E-invoices have to be issued in a specific format and exchanged through the SDI portal, so it's the tax clearance model. Moving on from that now, so we've had e-invoicing, this mandatory e-invoicing in Italy since 2019. What are we seeing as the next development there? So Italy plans to abolish the Estero Metro by July 2022 this year and make, make e-invoicing reporting via SDI mandatory for cross-border transactions. So that's kind of key where we see e-invoicing uh, moving towards because Italy is the first country in Europe to introduce e-invoicing. What are they doing with it now? So it is starting to remove some of the listings that it has been necessary. So removing some compliance obligations by adding others, uh, other automated compliance obligations. So you have to issue your e-invoice, issue and receive your e-invoices. But at this stage now, we're seeing it remove some other compliance obligations like the Estra Metro. And then in Spain, just to talk about e-reporting then in Spain. So e-reporting, we have um, SII, which is near real-time reporting for large taxpayers filing monthly returns. It's real-time reporting of your sales and your purchases data. So that's key. Uh, the purchases was the big uh, kind of headache for business at implementation for this uh, real-time reporting. It's reporting of your sales transactions within four days of the date of your sales invoice and within four days of the booked to date of your purchase transaction. And that booked to date has also caused issues for business, understanding what booked to means within your own accounting system and businesses choosing different approaches with regards to booked to date. 
And so the question in Spain now at the moment is, will it be extended to all or more taxpayers? Um, there was discussion going back to 2019 uh, that there was going to be rollout of SII to other taxpayers and it hasn't happened. And you wonder, you know, um, what has been the benefit of SII? What is the statistics around the success rate of SII in, you know, reducing fraud or reducing the VAT gap or, you know, what is the tax office actually using all this data for, particularly on the purchases side, when purchases, when the, you know, reporting of purchases, even down to expense level, even if you're not deducting the VAT has to be reported. That is a huge burdensome exercise uh, for businesses. And, and what is the benefit to, to the tax office? What is the benefit um, to the business? And then once we move into e-invoicing, how will e-invoicing interact with this SII? So Spain um, has already worked, uh, already carried out work on the B2G platform um, to enable it to be extended for B2B use. It has not yet applied for the derogation from the EU Council in relation to the e-invoicing directive. So we all know the e-invoicing directive is a B2G uh, directive. So um, Spain would have to apply for a derogation as Italy did. Um, to extend its use for B2B. Um, and Italy's derogation was only applicable for five years, so they apply for an extension to the derogation again. The intention is for the FACE B2B platform to become mandatory in the next few years, but again, we have no definite deadline, which is really unhelpful for businesses. There's no real planning opportunity. And again, how will this e-invoicing solution in, it, in, sorry, in Spain interact with SII? Will it remove uh, that obligation to report in real time, um, particularly maybe on just on your sales data. I don't know how I don't know how it'll interact, but that's really a question that lies over our heads. And then, you know, so we saw what Spain did, and then Hungary kind of followed suit. Uh, they introduced RTIR on the first of July two thousand and eighteen, but it was only applicable to sales transactions, so not purchases like SII. And initially, it applied only to Hungarian VAT registered entities that issued invoices with a VAT amount above one hundred thousand Hungarian forints to other entity VAT registered in in Hungary. Now it's also applicable to all domestic B2C transactions in addition to invoices relating to intercommunity supplies and exports, but again, still sales, no purchases. So this is real-time reporting of sales data. It's not e-invoicing, um, so it's e-reporting. So there's no confirmation of when it's expected that Hungary will roll out its mandatory B2B e-invoicing. And again, what's the impact it'll have on RTIR? Will we receive a removal of the requirement for RTIR if uh, e-invoicing is introduced? And e-invoicing is always introduced, well, generally introduced on a domestic level first and phased out. So will we see then a phasing out of RTIR as well? We have to wait and see. Um, so Poland really is the next country in, uh, on the list in Europe that are likely to introduce mandatory B2B e-invoicing. Um, so we're expecting that it will be made mandatory from 2023, although there is kind of discussion that the Ministry of Finance is not quite ready um, for the level of data that it has to deal with and the amount of businesses that will have to be registered uh, for e-invoicing. The model to be adopted is expected to be similar as Italy, so at least we have some knowns there. The submission of the B2B e-invoices will be through the, the KS system managed by the National Revenue um, Administration. And the intention will be to replace the existing reporting system, JPK VAT. Although, you know, I can see this is, a, we're re really far off this kind of, um, this kind of solution. 
um, there's a lot to be done before we get to that solution. So I think that what we'll end up having is a parallel run. We'll have e-invoicing and we'll still have this kind of transactional SAFT reporting in parallel for quite a few years. And then France, just to say France quickly then is um, intends to introduce its its mandatory e-invoicing from about July uh, 2024. But it's expected that France will adopt an e-invoicing model similar to Mexico and, and not Italy. And actually there has been a confirmation of that. So it'll, they will introduce a Y model. Um, so suppliers would first send their invoices to an appointed e-invoice agent, agent of their choice. The agent would upload to the Tax Authority Portal Chorus Pro for digital signature. Suppliers can therefore create their own invoices in existing formats and the e-invoice agent would standardise the process. So it's slightly different to the Italian model. And so this kind of lack of harmonisation then creates issues for businesses operating in multiple jurisdictions. And then other countries that are not so far behind France, uh, the German government recently announced its plan to adopt CTCs, although it's, we don't have confirmation of what that means yet. Um, several Eastern European countries, Romania, Slovenia, Slovakia, Serbia, Bulgaria, have announced their same intention or have already started the implementation process. Um, Ireland the same, they're in consultation with uh, businesses and uh, different groups to see what's the best solution for them. Um, so just the future, you know, there, there could be some form of harmonization. The EU Commission has launched a public consultation paper, which amongst other things will look at VAT reporting obligations and e-invoicing with a view to try to introduce some harmonization for DRR, digital reporting requirements. So the public cons consultation will run till May 2022. The EU Commission is looking to issue VAT uh, directive amending legislation by the end of 2022 with a view to implementing any proposed change by 2024. So is it too late or how is this supposed to work when countries have already gone their own way and introduced their own solutions and we have seen an attempt by the EU Commission before trying to introduce harmonization in the form of the standardized VAT return which wasn't successful but I think at that time it was a more manual process and you were trying to line up one country that had you know nine boxes on a VAT return with another country that had over 150 boxes on a VAT return and we couldn't find consensus but maybe, you know, because we're dealing with transactional level reporting, maybe it will be easier to find consensus, even with countries that have already come up with their own solution. And because technology is advanced or more advanced, and it will probably allow this to be a more or an easier uh, adoption process. Um, so we'll follow that and see how that how that goes. But just what's next, in my own opinion, uh, you know, certainly the death of the manual VAT return, we're absolutely going to see that. Uh, we'll see a move towards removal of certain transactional listings, I would imagine, as we have these electronic invoices flowing through a clearance model with the tax offices. And we'll see, you know, possibly the death of the VAT return. We see, we hear that a lot, but death of the VAT return as we know it, you know, so the issuing of an e-invoice to generate sales data, the pre-population of VAT return information. So I think Kid uh, from Avalara touched on this point as well. This is where we're going. So we're going from issuing of an e-invoice flowing through the tax office, pre-population of your VAT return back to you for reconciliation. So, um, you know, it's finding it's finding any discrepancies and fixing those discrepancies before the final submission to the tax office. So we'll remove kind of the audit function uh, down the line. 
and hopefully more harmonization and automation for input VAT deduction. Uh, that would be nice. I think input VAT deduction gets a bit forgotten about along the way. Um, there's no reason that through automation uh, and through technology, we couldn't have automated uh, input VAT deduction, calculation of what's deductible and not deductible, calculation of uh, proportionate rates of, uh, for VAT deduction. So hopefully we'll see a bit of that. Um, just business considerations then. So we're definitely moving towards B2B e-invoicing. It's the way forward uh, for CTCs, in my opinion. How will businesses manage that uh, when, it's, when there's mandatory rollout and when we have differences uh, between countries? Hopefully the EU Commission could bring some harmonization, although the EU Commission in the use of words between may and shall, and you know we still end up with differences, um, even though it's supposed to be harmonized. Um, the VAT compliance process will become, of course, more and more automated, relying more and more on accurate data directly from the ERP system. So how good is your data? How will you manage that automation going forward? Um, and I flew through that. <laughs> so thank you all for your attention and back to you, Ruth. Thank you for listening to the TBI Expert View. As always, if you enjoyed the conversation, please share and subscribe to get notified when new episodes will be released. Bye for now.